So, 55 Up, what's that all about? Well, it's a series of podcasts looking at some of the issues that we've increasingly needed to talk about over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. Issues like mental health, loss, loneliness and bereavement. So why 55 Up, the Rotherham podcast? Well, it's mainly for people in Rotherham aged 55 and over. Throughout the series, we'll be talking to council service providers, voluntary organisations and community groups to find out what kind of help, advice and support is out there. We'll also have contributions from local spoken word comedy duo, the Glummer Twins, who'll be sharing their thoughts on the joys, absurdities and indignities of getting older. So let's make a start. In this episode, we'll be looking at how you can get involved in groups and activities in Rotherham. We'll have a chat with the shared reading group at Romarsh Library, meet members of the Masbra Community Choir, and find out from Voluntary Action Rotherham how you can offer your time as a volunteer. So, let's start at Romarsh Library. I went along to one of their regular Wednesday morning sessions and started by asking Councillor David Shepherd about the group. Okay, so I'm at uh, Romarsh Library uh, and I'm talking to Councillor David Shepherd and he's come along to today's shared reading group. So, uh, so can you tell us all about the shared reading group? Yeah, thanks ever so much. Um, we started the shared reading, it was about four years ago now. We had an opportunity from our library here in Rawmarsh, uh, myself and Audrey, who is the, my co-reader leader, we take it in turns each week to pick a story or poem from, uh, from a book, uh, which is provided by the shared reader, um, which is a charity based over in Liverpool. And we have just informal chats uh, with our group. So when we began, we only had sometimes maybe three or four people, including myself and Audrey, turn up. Uh, but slowly over the years, the group has grown. And we even managed to grow it over the pandemic by doing different things. So we went on to Zoom and then also we took it on tour to Roseville Park. And we had a couple of new members join us because they actually were just walking through the park and thought, hang on, what are those people doing in the bandstand there? Yeah, that's great. So, I mean... This whole pod, this whole podcast, uh, is aimed at sort of the over fifty-five group, uh, into which I fit rather well. So, is it of a particular appeal to that to that age group? Do you think? While some of our members do fit into that group, there is no age category for it. Uh, but it does suit uh, everybody uh, <laughs> under and above fifty-five. Mm. One thing I did before the pandemic, and I want to get going again soon. Uh, I used to go into the care home at Lord Hardy Court and read on the um, on the dementia unit there, uh, and that was really rewarding uh, for the for the people there. Sometimes they were get engaged, sometimes not, which was fine. But it was lovely to see that spark in people's eyes when they clicked onto a, a familiar song lyric. So I used to take a, a songbook of the Beatles up with me, um, or if they clicked on um, an old story about Rotherham that I'd take up there and they'd, they'd, they'd feature on a landmark that they knew as a child. Uh, and, and that was really lovely. And that kind of community engagement is what shared reading is, is all about. During the pandemic, when we we're on Zoom, we kind of switched away from the book um, because the 40 minute calls, people, when you're looking at a computer screen, it's not the same as being in person. So we moved away from that to poetry. And the, the great thing about poetry is there is no right answer. And so it leads to some fantastic discussions uh, within our group. 
and um, we, we will go off on tangents all over the place. Uh, but the good thing is it's very relaxed. Nobody feels intimidated by anyone at all or intimidated by the, uh, by the pieces of work that we choose. It's just a relaxed atmosphere where everybody can, uh, can just chill out for an hour. That sounds great. And I'm actually going to sit in with the group today uh, and find out what it's all about and give a report at the end on, the, on how I found it sort of thing. So while we're here in Romarsh, I think you, you also uh, sort of run, organise sort of a clean-up campaign in, uh, uh, in, in Romarsh. Can you tell us a bit about that? That's right. We formed Romarsh and Parkgate Friends of Green Spaces uh, not long after myself and Councillor Bird were elected in 2016. And that, again, grew from a very small number of volunteers who'd come to our surgeries, contacted us, really concerned about the levels of litter as, as we were. And we, we began to start the clear-up of the area. So in, in some instances, so just over the road from the library here, there's a place called the Banana Plantation. And we took around about 100 bags of litter out of there because it was really bad to begin with. And we still revisit it from time to time, but it looks on the whole a, a lot better than it used to. And the same on Warren Vale, near where the um, recycling site is. Uh, we used to uh, we used to go there each week. It took about six or seven weeks down there. And again, an even higher number of bags came out of there each week. And again, the group has grown in numbers. So from beginnings for the first two years or so, we would only have four or five members. We're regularly getting eight, nine, ten people come along. And we're well known in the local community. We kept beeped at on the road uh, very often. Hopefully not through our, um, our meandering skills, uh, but because people are supporting us. And we've also, um, again, this has been sort of halted by the pandemic. Something that we're keen to get back doing again is getting back into local schools. Because the primary school kids absolutely love a litter pick. Um, and we provide them with all the equipment. We'll go in there. We'll take them to a nice green space so it's away from roads, so it's safe for them. But the good thing is it's that education upwards because the kids are so passionate that they want their environment without litter in it mm. that they will tell their friends, they'll tell their parents, they'll tell their grandparents, and they'll be our litter police when they're out there. But the, the great thing is that Royal Marsh and Parkgate as a whole looks so much cleaner than it used to do, and that's testament to the fantastic work the volunteers do within the group. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Right, well, I think it's about time for us to go and join the... Uh, the shared reading group. Showtime. So let's yes. Yeah, so let's go and see how that goes. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So so we're here at the readers group and I'm talking to Mary. Mary. So how long have you been coming to the readers group? Mary? About a year. We only moved up here two years ago, um, and I sort of like Jackie fell upon it in the park, which was an outdoor group, and it, a lot of us here are actually in the Romarsh Litter Picker and Green Spaces group, a lot of us are actually, and um, I was just walking and Dave came up to me and said, are you coming to join us? And I had no idea it was there, so I went every week that they met um, until we could come back here, and then dragged Glenn's my husband, dragged him along as well, and we just love it, I mean somebody said it's a highlight of their week, it's definitely a highlight of ours, we really love it. Well, it's the first time I've been to anything like this. Okay. Uh, and it was it was fascinating. It was it was really it's it it great to have a bunch of people together with yes. different views and to yes, it, it was really. Good I've really. no idea if there are similar groups in other in other branches yeah. in Rotherham actually. No, I haven't. No. Um, but this is but we also there is also separately a monthly group which meets on the last month the last Tuesday of the month. Mm. Quite a few of us from here are in that, and that group takes it in turns to each 
to pick a book and you read it for the month and you come back and talk about it oh, right, yeah. on, on that Tuesday morning. Mm. And um, just as in here, we go completely off tangent, but we do generally come back in, you know, into the fold of what the book is about. And that group also has a little WhatsApp group that we talk, in, talk about people who can't come and get a chance to sort of say what they thought about it and people reply. Mm. So yeah, it's terrific. It's been, it's just been absolutely great. Yeah. I would recommend it highly. Fantastic. Well, thanks for talking to us. Thank, Thank you. you. Right. So I'm still at Romash Library, and I've just, uh, I've just taken part in their shared reading group, and now I'm going to have a chat to. Well, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Joy. Uh, I work at Romarsh Library uh, and I'm a shared reading organiser. And? Linda, I run the Home Library Service and I'm also a shared reading organiser. Fantastic. So shared reading, I'd never heard of it before. What's, what's it? Well, we hadn't when we started, had no. we? Um, it is a, a charity, a, a reader's charity that works all over the UK bringing people together every week in small groups to read aloud and talk. Right. Um, we was asked to go on this uh, course weren't yeah, we? We were. Um, which I, to be honest with you, because um, I am an honest person, I didn't want to do it at first. Linda more or less taught me into it, didn't you? I did. Anyway, we went on this course and I'm thinking, I, I work in a library, but I, I came from the customer service side uh, and I'm not an avid reader. I like to read when I go away, you know, um, and I'm thinking, what have I got myself into? <laughs> and the first uh, meeting that we had with the reader, a gentleman called Sean, he read a, a poem, didn't he? The Road yes. Not Taken. And there were some ladies there from uh, Sheffield. Sheffield and, and Doncaster. Doncaster. Yeah. yeah. And um, when, he, when he read the poem, he, he asked, what did we see within the poem? And one of the ladies said, oh, I can see two lumberjacks walking through a forest. And I, I'm sat there and I'm thinking, oh dear, I didn't see anything. Um, and one lady said, oh, I can see soldiers walking through yeah, a wood. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, what, you know, I didn't see anything. And all I could think of was Sean's voice were that lovely and soothing. I could have fell asleep in a nice way. And I'm thinking, what am I going to get out of this? And it, it weren't long, long after when we started the training... It weren't long after when we started the training and um, they read a poem. Uh, I think it was on the second day. On, you know, and still I'm thinking, what am I doing here? It's not really my thing. And uh, I just, my dad had just passed away and it was a story about um, those winter Sundays. Mm. And it was about yeah. a, a gentleman, a, a dad, a father, getting up and making a, a fire and nobody ever thanked him. And... I don't know whether it was because I'd just lost my dad, but I got really emotional, you didn't did. I? You did. And, uh, and then, as shared reading goes, it's all different people's opinions. And then it, it got to where it said something about the house was cold. Yeah. And was it the father that was cold? And I'm thinking, it, that's my dad they're talking to him. And I was in tears. And I thought, if, if shared reading can do that for me, who didn't want to be on the course in the first place... Yeah. What was it going to do for these avid readers? You know, it's something, yes, weren't it? it you was. know, it was um, it was just like a moment. And then since then, I've loved it. Yeah. I've, I, I love it, you know. Well, well, I mean, it's, it's the first time I've been to anything like this. Yeah. And it was, it was really great to sit in with a group and, mm. 
uh, and we had the reading and then we had the the opinions about it it was uh, it was just a really interesting way yeah. to 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 pass it an is. hour on a yeah. on a wednesday morning you know yeah. so th so this is regular at romice library Every on, Wednesday on a Wednesday morning. On a Wednesday morning. Yeah, nine thirty yeah. while ten thirty, yeah. and we we kept it up. Well, Audrey did. Uh, one of our shared readers. Um, she she kept it up all through lockdown, mm -hmm. uh, over Zoom, and then when we could meet in the park, we had sessions in park, and that's why one of the ladies joined us because she yeah. was passing. Uh, and it's a really lovely, lovely group, yeah. you know, and everybody's there for one another. We had one lady come um, and she weren't familiar to area and now she goes only to picks with the rest of them and it's it's lovely, yeah. it's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. So let's turn to Linda. So, so what's your job again, Linda? I supervise the home library service. I organise delivery of books to the housebound and isolated across Rotherham. Right, and and is that just delivery, or or does it involve anything else? Does no, we 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 talk to the the customers mm -hmm. and find out what they like, and we try and make sure that what we deliver to them is is suitable, mm. and then we we go every four weeks. We go and visit them, take a bag full of books, and t bring the old ones away. For it's for anybody who can't get to the local library. Mm. And, and and I suppose for for possibly an isolated person or or, or a housebound person, yeah. it, it it's. It's something to look forward to. It's something on, in their calendar that they can say, ah, oh, well, I've got new books coming and whatever. Yes, some, sometimes, very sadly, people will say that we are the only people they talk to mm. in the week. Mm. So it is important that, that we are lessening the isolation for them. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so how many, how many how customers would you have at any given time, just roughly? Um, in the 300s. Wow, that, that is yes. a lot, yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and we visit them once every four weeks on a rotor basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have our own van and we toddle off in the van every three times a week. Right. right. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I've learned a lot today. And uh, thanks a lot for inviting me to the group this morning. And uh, and thanks for chatting to me and telling me about You're your welcome. service. It's been a pleasure. Been Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. Thank nice you. to have met you. Right. So that was Romash Shared Reading Group. They meet at Romice Library every Wednesday morning at 9.30 and new members are very welcome. Unlike most of the events happening in community libraries, it's free. If you want more information about the Home Library Service, you can phone them on Rotherham, that's 01709 823 886. Right, so earlier this year, I was invited to meet Masborough Community Choir. They meet every Monday night at 7pm at St Mary's Church in Greensborough. I started by having a chat to a few of the choir members. Right, so I'm talking to Peter from Masbury Community Choir. So what can you tell me, Peter, about your involvement? Uh, um, well, I've been here right from the very beginning of it. Um, in fact, I wasn't able to make it on the first occasion when they met, the second, and I've been here ever since. Wow. Um, they very soon identified where I would sit, if you like, amongst them. It has to be ordered and structured, and I'm uh, a base. Right. Yeah. And uh, that is one of the things that works for me. I very much enjoy being with them and enjoy um, singing 
and people have said to me, I've got good pitch and I just enjoy it. Um, we've just done a concert here and uh, um, that one I did as I'd done previously to help everybody else and made my own recording of it from the point of view of a member of the audience. Mm -hmm. And listening to it afterwards, it sounds absolutely glorious. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, uh, it's one of the things that helps everybody because I then post them on, uh, to the internet with everybody has a link to be able to get to them and they listen to them and they can help improve it. Mm -hmm. And I think most of the people here can hear their own voice back yeah. on the recording. They know what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So it's a small thing that I can do to help everybody. So I'll speak to Sandra now from Masbra Community Choir. So, so when did you first start uh, with the choir, Sandra? I think it was about three years ago. And, and, and how, how have you found it? I love the choir. Um, I just love music with a passion. It's not just a love, it's a music with a passion. And I come here every week, uh, learn new songs under two wonderful directors. Uh, they make us progress, make us better as singers. But it's also fun as well. That's fantastic. And I could, I could see where everybody seems to be enjoying themselves while they are singing. It's really, and it sounds wonderful. It sounds really good. Thank you. Well, we are one big happy family. And some of us are friends, you see, and I think that comes across in our performances, which we really love to do. Well, that's, it's obvious from, from watching the performance just now that, uh, that everybody enjoys doing it. Well, thanks for talking to us. Thank You're you. very welcome. Thank you. So, who am I speaking to? It's Ivy, Ivy Dorchester-Brown, and I'm the events coordinator for the choir. Right, so what sort of events? Right, the events there? that I've organised, we've had Christmas meals, uh, we've had um, quizzes, we do lots of fun, we have done fundraising, I forgot to mention that tonight. Uh, we, do a, we used to do a, week, a monthly, a week, weekly lottery, so we'd, uh, people would pay the money, then I'd draw it out and we'd have a winner on the night, so it was instant. We've been in the local parks where we've been able to do different games, socially distant. Uh, we have had games, fun and games. I've uh, brought the boccia equipment in, so we've had uh, games like boccia. Uh, we've also done fun games where we'd wrap each other up as mummies and things like that. So um, they're the kind of events that we've had and we're looking forward to more now that... Um, Covid is hopefully disappearing. So it's not just singing, it's, no. it's, it's lots of other events around the singing as well. It is. I mean, one of the reasons I've, I mean, I'm really pleased to be a member of this choir because it's run by two fabulous young people who are great role models, who've got lots of patience uh, with us. But also, as it, they mentioned earlier, it's a true community choir. We've got people in that can, uh, fantastic singers, and got people like me that come along to make a noise. And we're all accepted, all ages, um, from all walks of life. It's really lovely, really well, lovely. Well, I must admit that the performance I just watched, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it just sounded, that, that many voices, just, it, mm. it sounded really good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we've just done it. Um, we've actually just done a concert, and it's been a while since we've done that concert. And uh, everybody was saying about the tone and how much we've improved. 
and you don't realise it. I mean, we've come along and enjoyed it and been singing along. So to do the concert, which was for the... Um, uh, the concert was to do with, you know, David Attenborough, looking mm. after your planet, that mm. kind of thing. Um, it went down really well. It was fantastic. Mm. So... Well, great. Well, thanks for talking to me, and uh, we're going to record some more singing, I think, hopefully. Okay, yeah, thank you. Right, so I'm at St Mary's Church in Greensborough, and I'm speaking to Elliot and Emily, who organise Masbra Community Choir. So can you tell us a bit about the choir, how it all got going, how it works... Um, so we're a community choir, uh, we established in 2016, um, we're open to anyone uh, regardless of age, music reading ability and how good you are at singing. Our ethos is promoting singing for a healthy mindset, so better mental health, better confidence and to give you something just to relax on a Monday evening. Yes, and we're, we're very much... Um, <laughs> believe in making music in Rotherham so uh, being able to put on events concerts fundraisers supporting local charities here in the local area and bringing people together through music so if somebody hears this on the podcast and thinks oh, that sounds right up my street how, how how would they join would they just turn up come along and, and find out what it's about so um if you are tech savvy and you can use email or Facebook, then just contact us via that way. Or failing that, just literally come and see us on a Monday night. So just pop down to St Mary's Church at Greensboro. Um, we are usually here from 6.30, setting up and chatting to everyone. So just come in through the doors and say hello. Well, actually, it's been great. I, I sat on in, in on the session and, uh, and it was just fabulous to see quite a few people uh, really enjoying themselves and it seemed very very much a community thing uh, is, is that how, how you see a lot of it? Yeah 100% um, so I see choirs running with kind of two different ideas running through it and one of them is to improve your musical ability and the other thing is to make friends and to have it as a social event um, I think much as much worth is made from it, from uh, gaining your friends and having a laugh uh, with us when we make mistakes and with each other when we make mistakes together, um, as much as it is about the singing and the performing in um, big spaces, um, which of course is a really, really massive achievement. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was speaking to one of the other uh, members of the choir earlier on, uh, and she was telling me it's not just about the singing either there are sort of social events uh, and things like that that you organize yes um so we've done a lot of social events um something that we're really proud of is how we handled ourselves during the covid pandemic because we really wanted to make sure we were open to uh, everyone still we had a lot of members who were older and shielding and things like that and couldn't visit family and friends for months so we made sure that we ran on Zoom. We ran on Zoom for months and months and months and got everyone, even the eldest members of choir, we got them all online, got them all singing. And something we did that we were very, very proud of is that we managed to put together an online concert. We managed to get everybody singing to backing tracks, recording themselves at home with all the technical stuff that comes in with that. And then we managed to put a whole choir performance together online. 
in the midst of all of that. And I think giving people something to visit every single week, even when the world just said no, um, was absolutely wonderful. So now we're coming forward and we are working together. I think what this has done is that it's made us already learn to value our friendships more. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group in choir that people send memes and photos of their grandchildren and everything to, and I feel like we've all become such a big part of each other's lives. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not just about the rehearsing and the doing the song. I mean, you actually do live concerts as well. Yeah, so we do quite a lot of uh, performance opportunities, um, both formal and informal. So the formal ones tend to be the mo more um, concert-based ones. So every year, traditionally, we host an autumn choral concert, and that is about bridging different groups, community choirs in Rotherham, and we come together and we normally perform a big choral medley. Um, in the past, we've done ABBA, we've done Joseph, we've done Les Mis, and we're currently planning the next one for this October, so I'm not going to give any spoilers away. Um, more recently, we've done a concert here for St Mary's Church at Greensboro, and um, we raised a con uh, we, it was a concert um, all to do with the theme of nature and the climate. And with that, we supported um, Nature Recovery Rotherham and we fundraised for them, the local charity based here. Uh, quite often, our diary is filled by sort of smaller informal events. So we, we do do quite regular concerts, but we do tend to get a lot of more of the informal events. So Christmas, we're, we always go carol singing. Um, last year, we did the first ever cul-de-sac social distance carol singing somewhere in Kimberworth. Um, other times we've gone and done carol singings for uh, the, the council. We've gone and done it for um, uh, Clifton Park Museum. And um, we, we were planning to do quite a bit of carol singing at Tesco's last year over Christmas, but uh, restrictions obviously changed that. Um, obviously, we don't just perform in Rotherham. We do uh, stretch out our borders slightly. <laughs> so we, we do do um, some, some music in Sheffield. Uh, the next event in our diary is we're singing for the Fox Valley Music Festival um, in June, so in a few <laughs> weeks, which is, uh, 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 we're collaborating with them and that's all about um, promoting music for younger people and, and getting younger people into music. So we're very much, uh, you know, like, like I said, we sometimes have the most formal things of you know, standing up in front of a big audience, singing and doing really well. And then sometimes we were dressed in Christmas jumpers, <laughs> singing once in Royal David City uh, on a cul-de-sac in Kimberworth. <laughs> <laughs> We've also supported um, Thriver Country Park. We've done some carol singing there as well. And we quite often come and sing for the Christmas fair here at St Mary's Church at Greensboro, um, which is a yearly booking, isn't it? So quite a lot of uh, activities to get involved with. And that, again, just gives all of our members a chance to, you know, um, perform. It gives them the skills of performing and it, it just gives us all something really exciting to look forward to. Well, I must say, I mean, I've really enjoyed being here tonight and thanks for, for, thanks for asking me along. It was, just, it was just a joy to watch everybody really enjoying themselves. So uh, thank you very much, Emily. Thank you very much, Elliot. And uh, maybe I'll pop along again sometime soon. So that's Masborough Community Choir, who meet at St Mary's Church in Greensboro every Monday at 7pm. And you can find out more information on their Facebook page.
Next up is a chat I had earlier this year with Kerry McGrath from Voluntary Action Rotherham. So, today we're speaking to Kerry McGrath from VAR, which stands for Voluntary Action Rotherham. But apart from that, I know nothing else about it. So Kerry, can you tell us a bit about VAR? Yeah, I'll do my best. So, Voluntary Action Rotherham has been around in Rotherham for over 30 years. And we're classed as an infrastructure organisation, which basically means we are a big organisation that's set up to support smaller voluntary and community groups in Rotherham. And we do that by providing lots of different services, including a volunteer centre for people who might be looking to volunteer in Rotherham. And we have a full menu of volunteer roles on our website that people can browse, have a look and apply online. A big range from admin roles to gardening to health and social care, and they're mainly all based in Rotherham, so people aren't travelling too far. Or they can come into the centre and see us have a face-to-face appointment or even a telephone appointment where we can just discuss some options, find out a little bit about them and what their interests are, their experience, and hopefully point them in the right direction. Mm. So if, for example, I happen to be over 55 and in Rotherham and was looking for help in a particular area, whether there was a voluntary group who could help or a community group or whatever, how would I, could I access that information via VAR? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of options. So some people are really clear about what they want to do and they want to do some volunteering. So they'll have a look on the volunteering section or give us a call and and find a role. Or actually they might be thinking, maybe it's not volunteering. Maybe I just want to attend a group or join a local group. So then we would be looking at Rotherham Gizmo, which is an online directory of local groups in Rotherham. Um, ranging from knit and natter groups to sports groups, um, a little bit of something for everyone um, where people can just find out some contact details and some information when that group happens to take place and turn up either by themselves or with a friend or family member. I think there's a a bit of something for everyone. I was really surprised about what was on my doorstep. So you can pop your postcode in and actually search within one mile or two miles of where you live and find out what's happening on different days during the week Um, And there is something for everybody, whether you're an outdoorsy person, whether you're just wanting to meet a few new people, whether you're wanting to use your expertise, maybe attend a crafting session, it is really worth having a look. So you can search by keyword, you can search by postcode, and there are lots of big wide range of groups on there to choose from. So for example, you've you've got an issue with loneliness, for example, You, you could find something through through the website, groups who, who dealt with that? You would find some services on there. Gizmo is really about groups that you can join and activities. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, our, on that website or on the Voluntary Action Rotherham website, you can, do, um, you can search for some of our partner organisations on there like Age UK, um, Live Inclusive, um, that provide services um, for people over 50. Um, Age UK, for example, provide advice information. Um, Live Inclusive provides support for people with disabilities. We've got um, the Listening Ear website, which is a free bereavement service in Rotherham, um, 0800 048 5224. And that service is a free service for for people who've lost um, a loved one, um, a family member or friend, and just want to to have um, some therapy or speak to somebody about that. So there are lots of information, news and events on there and links to some of our partner organisations who we work with on a regular basis. Because loneliness and isolation is is a massive issue, not just locally in Rotherham, 
um, across the board. And what we found is the lockdowns really exasperated that. So we got a befriending providers network of local partners. We, we all came together during the lockdown to look at where we could best support people and network and identify opportunities maybe for volunteers or where, where people needed the most support. We've done a, a good neighbour video, which we're going to release soon, which talks about how you can be a good neighbour, uh, some top tips on there um, and links to services as well where people can get support. We work with Rotherfed who um, have a befriending service, a telephone befriending service, where anyone can self-refer themselves over the age of 18 because I think it's a bit of a myth that loneliness and isolation affects older people. Actually, there's lots of younger people really struggling out there and um, feeling um, on their own, isolated for whatever reason, and they can ring Rotherfed and ask for a welfare call. Just someone to give them a call once a week just to check in, see how they're doing, and maybe identify other support and services which might help them as well. And mental health doesn't have to be something that's permanent. It can be something that comes and goes. We all have mental health um, on a, a spectrum where it might be good for a while and, and then we have low periods. But it's knowing what support's available at that time. And outside of office hours, there's always rather than uh, Samaritans as well. The national number is 116123 where you can be put through to anyone in the country at a Samaritan's helpline. So they don't know you, they don't know who you are, um, but they're at the other end of the phone to just offer um, you know, a conversation and facilitate a conversation and, and, and offer some support outside of office hours for someone who might be struggling maybe on an evening or early hours of the morning. Mm, yeah, so I mean, to be fair, when I've been sort of looking around on, on the internet and, and looking for support type things or or, or voluntary organisations, it's quite difficult to troll the whole lot. So it, it sounds like you've almost got a one-stop shop for, for, for most of the sort of voluntary organisations, whether people want to uh, uh, volunteer to, to, to provide services or to provide help or, or people need to, to sort of join a group to get the help, it seems it sounds like a, a, a brilliant place to uh, to start. Actually, we're going to have a dedicated page um, for our befriending providers network and the good neighbour videos um, on the voluntary action Rotherham website. So yeah, everything in one place. Mm. People can watch the films. They can find links to support and services. And we just felt like it was a good idea to bring some of that together. So like you say, people are not trawling trying to find some of these um, groups and organisations. Mm. There's also the Rotherhive website as well. Um, that's packed full of resources and information about various things from debt, legal rights, welfare benefits. I think some of us, we just want to try and access some of that support ourselves and self-help maybe sometimes. And Rotherhive's a brilliant resource. If you just type that into Google, it comes up and there's lots of information on there mm. um, for either yourself or, or family members if they need that help. Some older people don't actually have access to the internet, or if they do, find it difficult to find stuff. Are there other ways that people can get in touch to find out about? Absolutely. Um, so our social prescribing service, um, that requires a, a GP referral. So if someone is struggling and think they might be able to benefit from some local services, they can have a chat with their GP or nurse and they'll make a referral to our social prescribing service and one of our advisors will actually go out and see them and assess the social needs um, and look at a social prescription which might be 
signposting to local groups and support. Um, so there's the social prescribing service, but if they're interested in volunteering and they don't want to use the website, they can give us a call. We can have a telephone appointment or a face-to-face -face appointment, and we do not have an age maximum. You are never too old to volunteer. So we've had people on our books in their 90s. Uh, we presented an award to a lady who was 100 years old, who was volunteering at a charity shop and had to, they had to break her off for a dinner. She was so dedicated. So I would say, if you are interested in volunteering and you are sat at home thinking, well, I don't know what I'd be able to do or, or you know, is, am I too old? Absolutely not. Please give us a call. We would love you to do that. We feel like we've got something for everybody and we would hopefully find something that you're interested in, that you enjoy doing, that's maybe close to where you live and happy to have that conversation over the phone or in person. Right then, let's finish the episode with a piece from our local spoken word comedy duo, the Glummer Twins. Now some folks say it's grim up north, all whippets and flat caps. But if they came to Yorkshire, they'd change their tune perhaps. The truth is here for all to see, there's no need to embellish. From Rotherham to Ripley, here's a Yorkshire you can relish. Now some folks say it's grim up north, I'll need a phrase book with thee. Can't understand a Yorkshire bloke, right then up and see thee. It's the right side of the Pennines though, the wrong side can be hellish. From Sheffield to Shipley, here's a Yorkshire you can relish. We've got no truck with up chuck. In Yorkshire we'll just call you duck. Like what we say, say what we like. That's what it's like to be a tyke. Now people say it's grim up north. They say we're tough and hardy. Maybe they're just envious. Perhaps they're being mardy. We're all for one and one for all, we're never us and themish. From Halifax to Harrogate, here's a Yorkshire you can relish. Fish and chips in Filey, pie and peas in Hull. A hot ball tea in Bradford, to get your belly full. A pork pie in Penniston, perfect if you're peckish. There's a feast for every foodie in a Yorkshire you can relish. Yorkshire pudding, real ale. Proper cheese from Wensleydale. Pie and chips and mushy peas. Just pass me the hendos, please. Hendos, 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 hendos. Now some folks say it's grim up north, but where there's muck there's brass. And Yorkshire has a heart of steel. Our county is first class. In every city, every town, each village that we cherish. From Withensea to Whitby, here's a Yorkshire you can relish. So that was Ray Globe and David Harmer, better known as the Glummer Twins. And that's the end of the episode. 
If you want to find out more about any of the issues we've talked about today, a great place to start is your community library and neighbourhood hub. They can help you find the information you need, provide details of local support groups and activities, or help you get online to do your own research. You can find a list of all the community libraries and neighbourhood hubs and the activities they run on the Rotherham Council website. Or just pop into your local library. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And, if you have been, thank you for listening. <laughs>